Dylan, step inside my hot topic. We're talking about every oh, emo yeah. girl's boyfriend. Yeah. We're talking about a guy who, if he cared about politicking in the 90s, would have been like the biggest star in wrestling. Yeah. If this guy um, cared as much as he cares about, I assume, the graphic novel series Elves and <laughs> um, uh, a girl that has a lot of lacy gloves and henna tattoos, if he cared as much as he cares about those things as wrestling, he would be the biggest star ever. So this guy as, is amazing. As a tribute to a man who made his whole living off of his imagination, we are going to be doing an out-of-order biography <laughs> of... Jeff Hardy. So we're starting with the TNA years, which yeah, in yeah, many yeah, ways yeah, yeah. are like the most the dramatic years, years the because years. The cool it's years. like you're working the within a system. A you're working within a system in the WWE. There's a man. Your dad is there. This yeah. is dad's away. I'm fucking <laughs> eating only pizzas and my yeah. weird friends are coming over. TNA is literally just divorced mom went crazy. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, okay, Kevin, have some more red wine. And dude, <laughs> and dude looking at this now... It's crazy that people are like AEW. The only thing they have is WWE stars. Blah blah blah. TNA at this time when they was had Jeff Hardy was just dude, WWE crazy. stars and Chris Daniels, Christopher Daniels. Like it was literally just like these are the guys the WWE cannot use because they are actively dying yeah. and Sting and but it's like, Christopher Daniels. If you that's take what, that's out what the TNA shield. Was. Remove the shield. Like obviously the shield are three huge stars for WWE. Remove the shield. Um, basically, what TNA had in like 2012 was the main events. The main eventers now, mm -hmm. and they had the main eventers from the 90s. Like, and they did nothing. They moved nothing. It's it's almost boggles the mind. Their people golden, were saying it the as golden the golden era. Hang on, can I just say this? The golden era of TNA. Saying? I love you. The golden era of TNA was before they got all these money and stars. They just yeah. had to rely on really good booking and amazing in-ring ability. When it was just Jeff even, Jarrett. When it was just Jeff Jarrett and then like the guys that made people want to be indie stars. That was the TNA. And this is the crazy thing about wrestling. That golden era carried the goodwill of TNA forward through this era where it's like Jeff Hardy is just drunk. It's Jeff Hardy versus his drunk demons. Not even Jeff Hardy is on, which is so funny because Hobson makes a note of this, and oh, it's he's like, "Oh, the pain the kills the problem," and it's like, "No, he does meth. Like this is a meth head who does meth. Yeah, it's not it's, a guy on painkillers. He's fucking ripped on meth, and no his, one talks about it." So the research starts this week with uh, our researcher Hobson going on a screed about the WWE censoring that he did meth. And literally mm -hmm. talked about, he mentioned it one time, and then it's been censored and replaced with the hard stuff. Here's the thing yeah, yeah, with yeah. meth and the weird thing. Because of Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, meth has this weird, like, mythical fun quality to it in a lot of people's mm -hmm. heads, I think. And not My what head. I always remember meth as is like, holy shit, what happened to that dead body? Why is that dead body moving? Oh, my God. That pile of coats is a person. Mm -hmm. What in the fuck? Like... Yeah, before there was fentanyl, there was methamphetamines, and you know what? You would see a person on the bus just covered in scabs, and that was Jeff Hardy. 
Yeah, and that person, you'd be like, excuse me, do you have a really cool band? And he would be like, I do. Yeah, 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 I really do. (laughs) Do you have a really cool band? But this is the thing about Jeff Hardy. Do you have a really cool band? No, I don't. (laughs) I certainly don't. They are are are. What's worse? You know what we should do? We should have a podcast series. What's worse? Wrestling guys who are in bands, wrestler bands, or actor bands? Like 30 Seconds to Mars or Fozzie, first round. Second round, Brody King's band. Oh, sorry, no, Jeff Hardy's band versus Billy Bob Thornton's band. Like, we could have a fucking crazy tournament of just shit music. They would end in us single bullet to the sculling ourselves. Yeah, I think Jeff Hardy's is the worst. Him singing along to his theme song in this era mm-hmm. is one of the worst things I've ever witnessed. And he, this, this involves the, the Victory Road period. Like, yes. It's so awkward. Oh, yeah. No. Well, this is the thing is that when you watch a Billy Bob Thornton movie, it doesn't then have to have Billy Bob Thornton's music in it. And when you but when you watch a Jeff Hardy or Chris Jericho match, you have to listen to Fozzie or Jeff. Hardy's no, band. but you don't have to listen to Jeff Hardy's band. Like the WWE, they, you never listen to Jeff Hardy's band. Well, then, but then they go to different avenues where you have to listen, such as TNA. Yeah, T- well, yeah, T and I he did his own theme song, and then I'm actually not. I'm fine with having to listen to Fozzy. I like Chris Jericho's theme song. Chris I Jericho's enjoy theme the, song is great. That's the outlier. It's, it's it's fun to sing along to that song. I don't like him hearing talking about Fozzy. I don't like um, him thinking that Fozzy's now good because he got one good song. But Jeff Hardy's band is Jeff Hardy's art that isn't him go. doing flips is the worst of all celebrity art ever. Well, when you, Willow, Willow, you think Willow so? is I'm I'm putting it it is it is worse than fucking um John Wayne Gacy's paintings. <laughs> John Wayne Gacy of course is a deserved celebrity in John's eyes. <laughs> yeah, John Wayne Gacy, the inspiration for my favorite wrestler. Oh yeah, John Wayne Gacy who's when John saw those crimes as a kid was like, "You know what? I think I could do stand-up comedy." And here Yeah, I was like, "Well, if they didn't want me to laugh, why did he do such a funny joke? I was heard to say. <laughs> Mommy, I liked that clown, and I liked what he did afterwards even yeah. better. Where's the crawl space? Time for secrets. <laughs> Mommy, the photos made me bone bone. Oh, no, no, Mommy, no, the no, photos no, 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 made me no, stiffy. No, 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 no Well, no, 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 Mr. Hastings, that's what you'll get. Villain, get me more villain. of the photos. <laughs> no, 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 no. Mommy, are there photos like that? Edit it you out. Ta- you, have you, can taste? you have to edit this out. You have to edit this. You have to edit this. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, okay. Very uncomfortable. Ooh. Okay, so Jeff Hardy arrives in TNA. His contract is he gets three keyboards, a big thing of pills, and Vince Russo will just talk to him anytime he calls him on the phone. Which is so funny because it's like 2004 Jeff Hardy, of course, big, big problems. I th- is this when he... Is this the meth house? We'll know that in the WWE episode. But there's one episode. The there's WWE one, episode. There's one time where like he legit while he's with the WWE. I think it's his second run. He just his, a house blows up and it kills his dog, which is very sad. But like, and then and they, they never investigate. Matt. They never investigate what it is, and for sure it was just like this man was making his own meth, and oopsie doopsie happened. Yeah, it's so crazy. What's also weird is he like. He never presented like a meth head and like he never got scabby. Like I always thought the Victory Road incident was p- 
pills. I didn't think it was meth related, but what you realize is it is pill. I guess it was pills, but no one's ever going to be like, what was that? You know what I mean? They're not going to be like, oh, a bad thing happened. I think it was up to down. So it was that thing of he would be up, 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 up on meth and he needed to take something to take down and he just mistimed Hmm. what happened and then he ended up putting on a fucking clinic with Sting. I'll tell you, Darby Allen might look good next to Sting. He's not getting the work rate out of Steve Borden the way that fucking Jeff Hardy does. You know what I'm saying? Which In is the corner. Such a better team, by the way, of Jeff Hardy and Darby Allen versus like this guy's straight edge. He just his release is emotional abuse. Jeff Hardy's release, a couple pills. Oh my god. If they want to turn they'll never the do abusers? The goth abusers? Yeah. I wrote you a poem. It made me hurt. You made me hurt myself. Their feud is Uh-oh. against any woman yeah. they're dating. <laughs> and in this corner, it's the guys your dad was right when you were dating them. <laughs> <laughs> it's the guy who just wants to move into your dad's house. Both, yeah. Jeff Hardy and Darby. Babe, Brent's a scam. Do you know Babe, who they are? Does, you know, both dead, of them, let us live when, you hear, when you hear about either their drug problems or Darby Allen just being a real bag of shit human being, mm-hmm. they are the people that you and I would definitely call if they were comedians and be like, guess what I heard about this prick? And be like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. good. Oh, yeah. We'd real gossip about them. We'd be gossipy girdies. They're the, All right, the comedians who wear leather jackets even to open mics. Oh, yeah. They got a, they got a stunt yeah, 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 on these yeah, yeah. new comics. Also, there's a new, new comics. There's a new thing that's back, which is people just fucking using Twitter like it's an old school Facebook status. Oh, and yeah. I got to tell you, there's some local comics back to just reviewing shows. Oh, yeah. oh bitter lag. Fuck. As bitter as Jeff Hardy definitely was during his TNA period. Like, let's not mince words. Jeff Hardy was a sad meth head and just being paid a very good amount of money when you realize it by Dixie Carter to just be a sad guy on meth and pills. So Jeff, during this first run though, this is not Dixie Carter. This is pure Jeff Jarrett. It should be said to, this is like the, this is like the formation of that indie scene. And Jeff Hardy goes to ring of honor and gets, is one of the first guys who's like, he gets booed out of the fucking building because he's a fucked on pills and be like, this is the thing that I always bared repeating about Jeff Hardy is that he never had, like, now everyone likes him because he's old, and it's kind of like he's no longer a going concern, but he mm-hmm. never had that thing where it was like, nerds wanted him to succeed. It was always, he was like a, he was like a, guys who liked wrestling in the Attitude Era thought he was going to be the next Shawn Michaels, but then those dudes dropped off once wrestling got yeah. kind of shitty, and then the nerds were like, no, I don't like this guy because he reminds me of the guy who dates that girl I love, but would never talk to. Yeah, it's exactly that. It's basically their corn. You know what I mean? Like, it's just one of those things where it's like, Jeff Hardy, you were so cool in 1999, and those guys do not listen to music anymore. So, fuck you. Like, that's basically, yeah. yeah. Like, it's like, what? And he's like, yeah, sucks, huh? Yeah, you're done. Yeah. That's very much, yeah. And it's taken a full renaissance of his brother kind of doing like wrestling so bad that it's good again to bring him back. Like, it's like, because the yeah, Hardy Boys were sad before Broken Matt Hardy and the Brother Well, this Miro is the stuff. interesting thing. It's like Jeff gets the, and we, we're not going to talk. We have to talk about Matt to talk about Jeff. Jeff gets the one is the one who presents as the artist, and like that's his gimmick. But Matt Hardy is very clearly the one with the actual good ideas. Well, no, like, what it is 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 Jeff is the artist in the way that he's like, you know, sometimes I like to drink a lot of agave and play the fucking 
keyboards and they're like okay <laughs> and uh matt is the artist that he is a amazingly creative pro wrestling mind he is the artist yeah. in their business you know what i mean like he's the business guy he's the guy that likes wrestling jeff likes well, he comes up with broken matt hardy he comes up with matt hardy like the matt the matt facts matt hardy version 1.0 that's when everyone's like matt hardy and christian share this where it's like you look at them and the way the wwe presents them edge and jeff are the stars and they're the more yeah. i guess you'd say charismatic people but then once you get into the split of the hardys and edge and christian the guys who actually do the better work are really Christian and Matt Hardy. Now that's because way it's way easier nah, to be real and way more fun. Edge, Edge and Christian are very different. Like go fuck yourself, first of all. Ooh. Like Edge Edge really fucking rallies, but I see what you're saying. Here's the other Edge thing. Edge as a baby face was shit. Oh, piss. But rated our super piss shit. Yeah, toilet boy. He's a toilet man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I will say this. Let me fucking say this. I'll uh, you can say Matt it. Hardy. Matt Hardy and Christian, if they made managers the way that people made Bobby Heenan. Those two would those two would be looking at another twenty years of being some of the best managers wrestling has ever seen. Well, Christian is a manager right now in AEW, effectively as is Matt Hardy. Christian, the problem with him is he's six foot four. That's the problem. But he needs to be with a giant. What they need to do is yeah. they need to put. But even Jake Roberts, put, they put Jake Roberts with Lance Archer. And it's like Lance Archer's this big fucking you know. He's the big guy. He moves a choke slam and he power bombs everybody. And it's like he's next to Jake Roberts, who is the same height as him. Like it's, it's the exact. Yeah. Same but, okay. But first of all, you're looking. It's again the way that works with Jake Roberts because you're like, well, Jake Roberts can't defend himself because he's 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 smoking right now. He's right now having a cigarette. Yeah. And, and he like you know what I mean. Though it works with that. I see what you're saying about Christian, but it's that thing of just put him with a fucking big fucking giant monster. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's all you got to do. Also. The Bobby way Heenan age works now isn't the same. Like, yeah, we did uh, one in the week you were off. We did Hector Guerrero, and Hector Guerrero was the only wrestler from the eighties and nineties. Well, he was old in the nineties, old in the nineties. He was like forty three on Nitro. He's the only wrestler from that era I saw where it's like, oh, he's like a wrestler now. He's in great shape. He's forty four. He's still jacked. Um, his face is right. older, but that just makes him more intimidating. And the way you get lose athleticism obviously doesn't matter that much in a pro wrestling context because you're not running 40-yard dash anymore. As long as you look similar, wow. as long as you look similar speed, everyone will buy that you're actually tougher because people yeah. think that old men are tougher than young men. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, yes, I totally know what you're saying. And I think actually Christian would work in that gimmick of like, you know, you, you millennials don't know garbage. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like that would actually oh, totally really work. Would. If Christian just was, oh my god! If if Christian just did Gavin McInnes, but of wrestling, yeah. that would be the gr oh my god! What a fucking halfway angle that through would his be. promo, he stops, still frames, and then a guy comes out and tries to sell the crowd blue chew for thirty seconds, and oh then he goes my back god, in. God, I would love that so. Yeah, this everything's a podcast. Oh, dude, the podcast wrestler, he comes in and just tells the audience they have soft dicks. <laughs> and then he's like, also, you guys have soft dicks because you don't get enough vitamins, athletic greens. I start my yeah. day with athletic greens. I, I, I don't even drink my coffee anymore. I love athletic greens. And look at me right now. I am stiff as a fucking board. He's also yeah. hard the whole time because he has yeah, to take he, so much blue chew. He, he can't stop crying. He also, it's one of the side effects he of all the blue. He can't stop crying. My, my tea is overwhelming. My tea is overwhelming. That's what he'll say. Look how much testosterone I have. I yeah. I've beat up six people back there. I didn't check yeah. genders first. My, I, I'm going to be arrested. 
<laughs> my, all my piss is pre-cum. All of my <laughs> piss is Also, pre-cum. it's not pre-cum because you don't call it pre you don't call it post-cum, but I do. Yeah. Ooh, I just post-cummed all over you. Mm-hmm. That's when it's clear, but you'll still need to take a shower. I guess it wouldn't be it post-cum, be... it would be present cum. Yeah. This is my present know, cum. You know that weird other sheet people put behind shower curtains? When I, I jizz, it's like that. You get covered in one of those, but it's a thin film of pre or post or <laughs> present come <laughs> a little bit of pre-come here to say hello yeah say starting hello. come that's what i call it. it's not pre-come <laughs> starting I'm come starting that's my come. starting come absolutely not it couldn't I, my little wiener couldn't wait to come so now it's starting to <laughs> have you ever thought about this right now because of patreon and by, the way, come. by the way thank you patrons right now you saying starting come mm. just that just bought your child shoes <laughs> <laughs> oh, but he's got jordans now thank you patrons Patrons, thank you so much. You just bought a small child Jordans. We're both starting to come. <laughs> We're both starting come. Hey, that's my starting come. Don't you call it pre come? No, I find that to be grammatically dumb. I've thought about what to call come for a long time. Uh, okay, so sorry, I'm just getting up because I always look at it on my phone, and then everyone just sees me looking at a thing. So I understand. I've, I've got the dumb dumb thing. But anyway, Jeff Hardy. This is his like. Essentially, the WWE, did they have rehab at this time? Maybe they tried to send no. it to him. They maybe. This so is, their rehab is, is like, just go die in TNA, maybe. Yeah, like their, re- <laughs> their rehab was you can't work here anymore. Like It's also weird. Like Basically, the move to get um, through a drug addiction in the WWE in the aughts was just you wrestled in TNA for 10 years. Yeah, and he's so fucked on meth during this period that he, I think he wins the TNA world title like he's always in the title mix but they don't really give it to him because this is vince russo tna and then he's going to come into eric bischoff tna later on but mostly this is vince russo tna he's clearly still a star but he like and this is one thing about addicts he clearly needs to hit rock bottom and jeff jarrett provides that because jeff jarrett is very willing to hire a drug addict just because he assumes they won't count the money or will be able to count the money in the envelope he gives them. It also, by the way, is annoying because he is wet. He like is making good money. Like I know everyone portrays it. Like it's like, Oh, you know, he's like, he's ripping them off. Like it's not like he's not making like a hundred, like six figures in TNA. Like he does very well. He's always in the title picture, but you know what I mean? Like everyone diminishes the run, but it's like, yeah, he was on meth. He was also incredibly watchable, especially in that early, yeah. period when it was like he's so young too in 2004 like that's the thing people forget about jeff hardy is the the hardys were doing job matches at like 18 like they were just they were doing jo- they were doing job matches at 16 yeah that's fucking crazy yeah like them and sean and moore like they've literally they've they went to school less time than they've known scott hall do you know how you know how <laughs> your life is to be that you've you've how long have you known scott hall well i went to school for 10 years and i've known scott for five times that yeah he's 1977 is when he's born he leaves tna and he's not even 30 yet so like that's the amount of time this guy has been wrestling and as as much as you want to say about jeff hardy it's like his character's done he's emo high flyer guy yeah he can't he really do promos is. he's still emo high flyer guy he'll always be emo high flyer guy do you find it weird that he'd never been able to do promos, but that where he, that video where he calls CM Punk a jerk and he's all fucked up in that Waffle House is one of the most watchable things that's ever been produced in the shoot oeuvre of wrestling? 
Yeah, of course, because he's fucking ripped, and you can tell he's just fucking. I just think from his I, w- I wish I wish that was every single one of his promos, just in a flannel near someone with v- overburnt coffee. Just let me tell you, Arn Anderson's son's a dork. Like just like, it's like <laughs> just a guy who passes out during the promo and wakes back up, but they added it together to make it look like he just shifted in his seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's always got really weird booze with him. You know All what right, I mean? All right, let me tell you what's wrong with Rick Steiner. Just yeah, that. I, I, everyone like, I got red wine. You know what I mean? Like that kind of level of just like, all right. He's also party. the type of dude where it's like what people think an artist is, definitely during this period too, is a guy who's got purple hair and he's ripped on fucking pills. And what an artist actually is is Matt Hardy, who's a guy who's like, I just work a lot on the thing I like. Yeah, and this, by the way, is pre the idea of being a hustler. Like, this is literally the time where, like, geniuses are the guy who yes. plays guitar at the house well, the party. Dead at yeah, the point. world. The world is so weird. Like, the world is a different type of weird to what it is right now. Mm-hmm. In the internet's that- not around yet. He can't start. Jeff Hardy's fucking huge because he was on the biggest wrestling thing, and now he also like is gone. He's gone from WWE, and WWE is the only game in town. Yeah, basically, and the, and the internet isn't the way the internet is now, mm-hmm. so there isn't the same way for him to ca- get a catchment of fans. Yeah, and the and internet wrestling fans sorry, hate him. That's the other problem exactly. is the, yes. that, that he's this weird situation <laughs> yes. of it's like he has a billion dollars in the currency of the Austro-Hungarian Empire. <laughs> at one time he was a billionaire he is now very poor he's a weird version um of a guy like the ultimate warrior or goldberg where that he except for jeff hardy since he's smaller and a high flower you'd think he was like this great wrestler but he he presents that way but in reality he needs guys who are ring generals to kind of tape the match together around him which is why yeah. edge and christian and matt hardy were so instrumental to making him a star is because they could do a big match around him and then Jeff fucking jumps off the top of the building onto a bunch of knives and then he's out of the match. But all you remember is the knives. You don't remember fucking... Jeff basically know. Jeff basically takes the rock and roll express principle to the next level. So it's not actually That's saved. Good. Yeah. What it is is highlight, like... Mat- match remembering moment like what is the moment you remember from TLC one or the first ladder match of Dudley's Edge and Christian and yeah, the Hardy Boys is the big ladder everyone remembers that who won that match it was Edge and Christian the Hardys mm. also like the other thing the Hardys have a bit of also the four horsemen effect of they never really won anything like they would win the tag titles a bit but they were more memorable but never actually put in the position like you remember them being over because they they're like holy shit they're gonna do a crazy move. But and they're also, always, just, yeah, they were jobbed out constantly. Like, the yeah, first like that's what Brock Lesnar had was against both Hardys, and he won really easily. They didn't even knock him off his feet. Yeah, like it's crazy how much they were just used as enhancement talent, but because they were so memorable in those matches, you're like, fuck yeah. Like, it's the weird thing with Ric Flair. Ric Flair is the world's best jobber. That guy's won like three matches ever. <laughs> and, like, you never think of it that way. You know what I mean? Like, it's like he just. Which is funny because Ric Flair is very indicative of why, like, Jim Cornette was so hard on the AEW win-loss record. Because he's like, yeah, if you compile Ric Flair's win-loss record, like, he lost constantly because he would, like, 
only win the title match at the pay-per-view, he would lose three times leading up to it. He'd lose in the tag match, he'd he'd lose by DQ, and then he'd win the title match. So he's one and two constantly, and he's your world champion. Yeah, it's the, it's the reason why the NWA couldn't compete with Hulk Hogan, because Hulk Hogan's win-loss record was beat everyone. It's also never going to win this fucking monster guy who's always winning the match, or this guy who's like got leather skin and is currently sniffing the seat of the hottest girl. Yeah. And just yelling yeah. about booze he's going to get the yeah. the owner of the bar to pay for. The guy, it, it's so weird. It took the entire wrestling community to be like, oh, yeah, he's really fucking gross. It took them until 20. Yeah. It took us until 2021 to be like, yeah, you know what? The guy known for the helicopter probably. probably <laughs> What's the Mount Rushmore of uh, your favorite thing? Oh, the Mount Rushmore? You mean the four uh, biggest stars? Well, we got Quiet Racist. Then we have Loud Racist. Then mm-hmm. we have, um, then we have abuser, and then mm-hmm. of course we have a uh, weird Christian guy who is going to be revealed something that uh, much worse than the other three did probably. Oh yeah, and Mick Foley. That's the other thing, and Mick Foley. And yeah, Mick Foley. Yeah, you got to throw Mick Foley in there. And Mick then. Foley's number five. He's a good man. Yeah. And once again, and we'll talk about. We're going to do a chat episode as well, but uh, I'll talk about Kenny Omega. I heard an interview with Kenny Omega after the Cody thing where I was like, he's well, a good guy. That's exactly what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about specifically that interview and more specifically, Brian Alvarez, he tweeted a photo of him golfing and then that's how he promoted that interview. And I was like, this how wh- this, wh- this is why wrestling will never be taken seriously because this is our second most important journalist. And he's like, I better promote <laughs> this big interview with one of the biggest stars. I know. It's a photo of me in an IZOD shirt. Like, what are you fucking well, doing, I mean, bro? To, to be fair... I listen to a lot of NBA podcasts and a lot of the journalists there now just complain about how like the in the NBA now the players have so much power that they essentially control the media as well. So like instead of instead of me uh, NBA player talking to a journalist you I just talk to another NBA player cuz like fans like that more. Yeah. So yeah, it's like it'd be like if shoot interviews stopped having that other guy, and it was just, hey, we're gonna ask the hard questions. Basically, That's the NBA has turned into the broken skull to, sessions. I was about to be like, so it they basically become wrestling podcasts because wrestling podcasts are either two wrestlers talking or you a neck beard like you or me just being like, and so then what happened, Don Morocco? Yeah. Uh, then I fucked up Roddy Piper. <laughs> like I don't know. Beat him up in the bar, beat up his wife's pussy at the home. Bow wow, Don Morocco. Yeah, Don Morocco. Is this like Rush Limbaugh? Can I be like Rush Limbaugh? Ne- oh, yeah. Don Morocco, never, don't forget about this. I almost used fucking John's catchphrase and 9-11's catchphrase. Never forget, still wants to sue The Rock over that name. I know, I love it so much. Why Are you also going to sue Ole Anderson, you weirdo? All right, we got to talk about the. Oh, after the break, I guess we'll take a break because we're going to talk about Jeff Hardy's TNA run, his second one. John, right now, guess how long that was. Let's see if you 20, remember. 20, how long was it? Us talking? 27 minutes. No, 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 no. How long was his second TNA run, Jeff Hardy's? Okay, first one. First one was two years. First one was two, two years, years, which is how long great. we always remember everyone being in TNA for. It's like two years, and then it's like it turns out. It was great. Away, like, and by the way, such a great run. He was always in the title picture, always wore neon yellow shirts to the ring. Always in the singing. title picture. Jeff Jarrett running at this point, so smart enough to never give the drug addict the never title. Gave, never gave the drug addict the title. But like the Jake also Roberts really, rule. All they always really disguised it very well. Like his problems really didn't come apparent. I'm going to say he was in the WWE. A lot of matches against AJ Styles. It should be said Jeff Hardy's always, sorry to cut you off, but always a very yeah. good star because he'll just job to people. As oh, you said. 
couldn't give a fuck. Um, all right. Great question. This is a great question. So 2006, he goes back to the Fed. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say he's in the Fed until 2009. Okay. And then he's in the WWE. Yeah, he's in WWE for those three years, as you said. And now and then he's in 2009. How long, and, how long is he in TNA? 2009 until 2017. Yep. Eight years. He, his second yeah. run is eight fucking years. But we're going to talk about some things I that actually it. I think I really I, like about Jeff Hardy, even though some of the things were bad. Is that a teaser? Who cares? You're already listening. You're going to fucking stop after his shitty fucking ad. You can just yeah, press fucking punk bitch. click ahead 30 seconds, you dog fuckers. Yeah. We're going to fucking just promote our Patreon <laughs> like every other fucking shitty podcast does. Yeah, only our we podcast. We subscriber isn't... tier. Here's yeah. the music. Stop We're going to slow, what, lightly playing the fucking intro music under us. Pre-recorded talking. You know what's fucking coming up. Skip yeah, ahead thirty seconds. Every week. We don't. We get the fucking numbers. We have a loyal but small fan base. Just fucking enjoy it like you always do and suck my dick. Oh yeah, and it's like Patreon is exactly like fucking OnlyFans. You gotta pay five bucks and then we just constantly DM you for videos that are fifty. <laughs> <laughs> See our chat video for fifty. Yeah, for five hundred bucks, we fuck our <laughs> for five hundred bucks. We get <laughs> custom and we fuck our hands. That means jack off, but it sounds better fans. if I if I say fans. fuck my hand, then it's hotter. Fans, we have to fuck one of them. We oh, we fuck our fans. Yeah, yeah, we have a lot of fan fuck videos that we release. <laughs> they are hot. They are hot. It just looks like two Drew Carries sixty nine ing. Oh my god, is that are those Drew Carries trying to merge into one big Drew Carry? Yeah. The price has come. That's the charity we Please come on down, sperm Dylan. All right, here's, yeah, all right. Here's our break. Here's the thing. Hey guys, thanks very much for donating to the Patreon. Uh, we're trying to do a drive to get to hundred subscribers, and at hundred subscribers, we'll think of something to do. But if you guys donate to the Patreon, we have $5, $10, $20, or $25 if you're really crazy people that you guys can donate to. Thank you so, so much for donating to Patreon. Uh, it's really made this even more worthwhile than just talking about Barry Horowitz's dick already is. I want you to know how much I love all the Patreon listeners. I was quietly reflecting on my love while Dylan was doing that. Let's be honest. Great commercial. All right. Here we're back, and you know what? There's more shit about Jeff Harvey. Je- Hardy. No, I'm Mike Adamley. He's Jeff Harvey to me. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. The other guy from American oh. Gladiator, and he said Jeff Harvey. I was also thinking about um, how weird Pat, how weird it is that Pat McAfee hasn't fucked up more for a guy that is always sleeveless, except for when he is. <laughs> Um, apparently he's like one of the better announcers now i don't really watch wwe but like apparently he's great yeah he is apparently one of the better announcers and they did the thing that they should have done a long time ago which is start bringing in fans of wrestling from other media Mm -hmm. and just make them commentators because they like i don't want to be rude but like the ufc was so smart in using joe rogan because joe rogan just basically turned joe rogan invented the ufc podcast format which is just guys with neck tattoos drink various caffeine supplements and just are like, yeah, but if Anderson Silva had a gun, then what's Brock gonna do? Oh, yeah, the fucking, what was one of the more, one of the first, like, famous things he did when it was just a fun podcast was uh... Well, the MMA hour with Ariel Hawani was no, fucking no, no, awesome. Chimp. 
No, Chimp or Brock Lesnar with a sword. And Brock Lesnar's been trained to use the sword. Who would win in a fight? You could talk about that for years. Oh, my that could God. Be, that could be its own podcast every week. The, chi- the Chimp with a sword versus Brock Lesnar? You watch videos of Chimps fighting, and then you go, um, and then you watch Lesnar, and then you're like, but if he knew how to use a sword... You don't know, and that's okay. something. I mean, that's the root this, of that's I the fun root soul. of dude podcasts is well, who would win, this. this guy or animal? Go for it. Sorry, I would like to say this right now. Can we say this to all all Patreon listeners? If all people who contribute to the Patreon mm-hmm. say yes, I want you to make a podcast where it's just you guys debating who will win, Brock Lesnar or a chimpanzee with a sword trained to use the sword, well, we just- will. Deadly we'll make that. We can just do that show again. No, we're doing just. How long can we do a podcast about Brock Lesnar versus a chimpanzee who's trained to use the sword? I don't want to I'm, do the how long thing again. We already did the year of Vince McMahon. I do want We've to, learned, I know, I've I learned my want. lesson. I want to no, talk about haven't. different things all the no, time don't. now. No, you don't. You don't. You think well, you even do. this Jeff Hardy episode? Jeff Hardy was in TNA for nine total years, and we're still just talking about other shit because it's more fun. All right, let's talk for the next 20 minutes about those nine weird years. Go ahead. Here's, here's what I really like. 2010, Jeff Hardy is the big debut. He's the big debut on the fucking Monday Night Wars Part 2, bitch. Yeah, what no one remembers, he made his, uh, along with Shannon Moore, where the fuck is that guy, he attacked Homicide, which was TNA's wrestler that came from a video game that was portrayed by whoever just fit into the costume. No, that was Suicide. That was Suicide. Homicide was a wrestler oh, for years and years. You're 100% correct. I got, and by the way, I've been getting that confused my entire life. That's funny. But yeah, Homicide, uh, very, very well respected wrestler at this point he had been in the latin american exchange i don't know why i said it like that for six thousand years it was latin american exchange and it was homicide and hernandez. hernandez and then they kept trying to make hernandez into a big main event star in tna and it never quite worked correct yes well hernandez right. was also exactly. way older than you would think he was yeah, and, was, but he was at like one point he just went on like a bunch of weight loss shit like he clearly did like multiple cycles of steroids at the same time and he cool. made John Cena look like an itty bitty bitch. Like this guy was on the most roids I've ever seen and it was chef's kiss beautiful. <laughs> but he had the John Goodman he had the John Goodman problem which was he was fat and then he lost weight and when you're fat late in life you, you really, look great. Right. Yeah 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 I know exactly because no you have no wrinkles. Yeah, but then he lost William, the weight tons of wrinkles but why William Shatner gains 5 pounds a year. Really? Yeah, specifically gains five pounds a year. Well, William Shatner also, um, he takes, he he's trying to not die ever, so he takes the amount of vitamins, he takes more amount, he's like studied the amount of yeah. vitamins you lose per day and takes that plus a bit, so he, aging doesn't affect him. He's also on probably a shitload of testosterone and a bunch of it's other stuff. fucking sick. Yeah, bro. That's what we gotta do. Bloody, I am. We should do, uh, this is the thing. Oh, this is what I wanted to mention. I'm a, We're on a bunch of those fucking, they aggregate your ads and things. Okay. And what I'm going to do is, for Patreons only, I'll probably do this podcast by myself because I don't even need you to be there, is I'll list off. They send me like 14, <laughs> and most of them are scams. Straight up scams. But we're going to vote on which ones you want us to pitch to. But because some not, of them yeah, are okay. like... Oh yes, please. The scammiest like scams. It's like Can a crypt- bring, okay. yeah. Bring that up. We are releasing next week a chat episode on the main feed, so that mm-hmm. everyone who doesn't 
to get a feed of. We've been releasing these on our Patreon only. We're gonna I will list one. off. Yes, on the chat episode, we record We're immediately go after them. this one. Go I will okay. record, and we will see this. These are the scammiest oh. scams I've ever seen, and like Rihanna's lingerie line, which I tried. I tried really hard to get Rihanna's lingerie line <laughs> yeah, to sponsor yeah, yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, so, you don't even owe so, us anything. Yeah, I just way, want to talk about how I just want to talk about panties and get a customized code. <laughs> Give me the name of that company. We are inflicting our sponsorship on them. They they are a sponsor against their will. <laughs> you know, uh, hey, hey, uh, honey, you know how I accidentally my headphones fell out or my AirPods, uh, the Bluetooth ran off and you started hearing that wrestling show I listened to where they just talked about oodles of cum for five minutes while I... <laughs> Frantically tried to find the pause button. And you yes. and you frantically this tried to find the underwear is from player. there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. This is underwear. Hun, hey, hun. Do you remember when I uh, was listening to that podcast and started shaking my head and just saying, "Starting come." Um, <laughs> they're now sponsored by a panty line by Rihanna. So one of their careers is going good, and one of their careers is going terribly, and I don't know which, but. I want to eat your box while I'm thinking about John. <laughs> eat your box. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> we say box. We're fucking yeah, bros. We yeah, we certainly are. I got crypto. Remember when being a bro just meant that you did beer pong? Now, being oh, a bro yeah. means you have a bunch of very stupid investments. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That was good. Yeah. You and I invested in magic beans, but the 21st century version. Mm. It's a coin Yo. named after a type of balls. <laughs> Saved balls coin is where I put okay. our child oh savings. We're talking about Jeff Hardy now. We are for the next 15, 15 minutes. Fifteen and horrible minutes. <laughs> you're the one who wanted to do Jeff Hardy. You wanted to do a you bunch said of this. Jeff Hardy. You said you no, wanted. You did use our imaginations and do it. Oh, out no, of I order, wanted. I wanted to do it out of order. I didn't want to do because I don't want to talk about young Jeff Hardy. Well, he wore shitty trunks with flowers Dude, on them. There's something that we're going to talk about later on that. It blows my fucking mind. Anyway, that's oh, a teaser for later on. So Jeff Hardy comes back in. Really, the crux of when it gets to be fun, Jeff Hardy, is when we get to Willow. But, like, they yeah, want know. Jeff Hardy to be in their, like, main event mafia after. So they try the main event mafia at first. And the main event mafia is, hey, we've been in control of the main event for a million years. And the thing is, that's a good idea to get all the young guys over, I guess. But never but, has a wrestling company ever succeeded when their whole marketing is behind, hey, look how fucking young these guys are. It's always like, look at this, look at this new type of wrestling. Look at this awesome thing. Not like, hey, look at this guy. He's fucking young as shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like that's never know, worked. You know how you're 30? Yeah. This guy is much younger than you and he's hotter than you. Are you a fan of his? No. <laughs> But Jeff Hardy, of course, still like is still fucking. Um... But Jeff Hardy does us all a solid because Jeff Hardy makes sure to get real fucked up. So even though he's twenty nine through like he's through his thirties here, I still think he's through he's through his forties. Thirty three when he gets back on TNA, but yes, he yeah, looks so, like dog shit. Yeah, he is very like he is. He's painting his face, and I'm gonna say it. He's not even trying to be weird. Like it's literally just like I don't know red. And you're like, oh, come on, Jeff. Also, on the eighth year anniversary of September 11th terrorist attacks, Jeff Hardy is um, caught dressed like trying to dressed travel like an airplane, like <laughs> trying an airplane. to travel into like the UK, and kept with, trying to run into kept trying yeah. to run into different buildings. Yeah, it's he kept trying to run day. into different buildings. Yeah. Uh, 
He had uh, this is what he tried to carry into the United Kingdom: uh, two hundred and sixty-two Vicodins, uh, one hundred and eighty somas, uh, some steroids, which is crazy that he did steroids. He just did steroids and just went BMXing, which is pretty fun. Yeah, he did. He did nobody he did is I think he just did steroids and just didn't work out. Like he did steroids, so yeah. it's just like. He needed his legs to recover, but fuck you, I'm not going to do leg day. So he just would take steroids and hang out. <laughs> kind of like well, how Vistula used to take Viagra and just hang out in the locker room. And I like that. That's why he's Big Daddy V. <laughs> Is that why? <laughs> I guess. I mean, you don't think Vince McMahon was like so happy when he found that out? Oh, I guarantee Vince. That's that's what Mabel was employed longer he's than Steve and He's got a hard on. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mabel worked for the WWF longer than Hulk Hogan or Steve Austin. I want you to know that. <laughs> uh, and Jeff Hardy um, also had a bit of cocaine on him, which was like residual powder, which is clearly, oh, this is a bit of blow I forgot to do. Yeah, I like, by the way, that he's like, he's got 262 Vicodins, but they're still like, and we found a wisp of cocaine. It's like, I'd be more concerned about the 200 pills that if you take eight of, I think you're going to fucking sleep forever. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? But then, of course, in January is when he uh, debuts as part of the new Monday Night War, which never even starts. One of the but most anyway. embarrassing things Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff have ever been a part of, and I am count and I count the sex tape. How does he, like, April, four months after his debut, what does he do? He is a part of a lethal lockdown match. He's part of Team Hogan against Team Flair. That's where the creative was in 2010. They were like, it's, Hogan versus like, Flair is where it's at. And it was so fucking bad. Like, bear in mind, like, TNA was really fun. And then they brought in Hulk Hogan. Then it was like, fun's over. This is the work. Remember WCW? We're doing only the parts that sucked. Oh, what? Why? It's like, I don't know. Also, AJ Styles fucks now. It's like, we we know oh, he yeah. does not. Because yeah, this is like, the thing about. Why? This is the weirdest part. Because like, this is when Jeff Hardy is so embarrassingly on drugs. Like, every single one of his matches is basically him, like, sunglasses, like, oh, like, whoa, whoa. Like, it's so just like, he's, he's, he's got a belly. It's. Bleh, bleh. <laughs> and this is the, it's like, here are the here's Team Hogan is uh, Jeff Hardy Abyss Jeff Jarrett and RVD. If, if Abyss Flair. Abyss is there, that fucking team is toast. Well, I got this is the it. other thing about Abyss is that Abyss, if you remember, was the guy Hogan was like, oh, he's the star because he was the biggest. He was like the only dude in the company who was six five. So Hogan was like, well, he's got to be the champion. Because 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 you know that Hogan was like, because at some point I'm getting in that ring and I'm going to need a monster him. to beat. I'm going yeah, to beat. Of course. Him. Of and course. I can't do a leg drop, so I'm just going to punch him and he's going to die. <laughs> which is what he would do hogan would run down the ramp he would save he would be the big savior because team flair would be beating him up and he would just kill everyone with punches yeah because it's all he could do exactly i mean but this, like, is, this is this is, this the is how you kill a company mind. 101 where it's like this hulk, guy Hogan's can't back, hulk hogan's back was so bad it took him 40 minutes to get out of a car mm -hmm. and his surgery resulted them putting a computer in his spine yeah, and he still fucking fucked somebody's wife. So. Yeah, and he still fucked Bubba the Love Sponge's wife on camera. And as a result, media censorship now exists totally in uh, a media censorship now exists not just via the government, but also via just a guy named Peter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's pretty sick. Life is hell. But that's not what we're here talking about. We're here to talk about the inventor of Willow. And we are on the path to where we get to Willow. So he's in. He's in Team Hogan. We have to talk about the Jeff shittiest Hardy's fucking very, things. Which I know is we do. Immortal and Fortune. Which yes. I don't remember. 
no one does. The knockoff fucking four horsemen. Four horsemen and immortal is because he's the immortal Hulk Hogan, and it's so boring. It's so infuriating looking back at this shit because it's like literally, this is how bad TNA was. Is you could look at the creative in the WWE now and be like, oh, that's good. Yeah. Even though TNA had all of those guys and just fucked everything up, and they had Mr. Anderson, who ever obviously now seems bad but it's like he was great at this point yeah they, they they had basically all of the workers you'd need the only thing that would fuck this up is if someone named vince was just mm. like okay but we can't really use jeff hardy right now because i got this whole thing where it's uh rick flair is actually me and i'm rick flair and yeah. then i i get to fuck rick flair's wife bro how about this, bro? How about this? How about this? I pin Hulk Hogan, and then Hulk Hogan is fucking me. Um, that's good, right? Because I, I cowgirl Hulk Hogan, but it counts as a victory. <laughs> but he gets to fuck me, so he wins too. How about that, bro? bro. It's a draw. How about this? It's nine eleven, bro. We go to the ring, bro. We have a nine eleven match, bro. <laughs> How about this, bro? How about this? There's a pizza parlor. I'm pretty sure there's a pedophile cabal in this. <laughs> is <gonna> <laughs> this is something I believe now. <laughs> bro, there's a guy inside uh, the Trump administration, bro. 17. W1GAWA, bro. That's, That's I don't know wrestling. what that means, bro, but I like it, bro. Bro, where we go one, we go all, bro. It's my new wrestling company, bro. <laughs> Every match, bro, Battle of the Billionaires. Vince McMahon, bro, versus Donald Trump. Donald Trump's in the ring. Boom, count Vince McMahon out, bro. Also, this is when Jeff Hardy has the TNA title and makes it his own belt, which is the worst belt. It looks like the Divas, old Divas title, but like longer. Yeah, it's very like Jeff Hardy. It's like he's doing an imp He's doing what Mad TV would do to make fun of emo is what Jeff Hardy's yes. actual serious aesthetic is. Like because it's he so does wrestle in a collar shirt. Oh yeah, he with does. a tie. He's literally Jeff Hardy Levine. Yeah, he, when does he do that, dude? That's when he's a heel. I'm totally. I don't even fucking remember that outfit. Oh, I remember buddy. like he becomes a heel where it's like Jeff Hardy's a heel because he's never been a heel. So they're like, fuck it, why not? You're fucking a guy from WWE. Do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, I'm bad now. Look at fucking ah, I fucking wear a tie. Yeah, woo, woo yeah, fuck. fuck yeah, I'm gonna do fucking, here's my fucking entrance, you fucking do, I do a line of fucking meth from the start of the entrance ramp to the ring, and then I get in the ring and I try and wake my cock up for five minutes, and then I fucking, then I fucking fuck the ring, yeah, Jeff Hardy! It's never explained, Dylan, mm -hmm. it's never explained, did he snort, smoke, or inject the methamphetamine? I mean, here's the thing, is that I think that, That'll never happen because WWE is state-controlled media, so they'll never, ever ask that question. They'll just talk about his demons. Yeah, but isn't... I thought Jeff Hardy's headed to TNA or AEW. Oh, I hope he's headed back to TNA, but isn't he headed to AEW? Didn't Jeff Hardy get released? He got released. That doesn't automatically mean he's in AEW. I have no idea, but I mean, sure. I don't think... Here's the thing about TNA versus AEW. A TNA will run zero checks to see if you will die in the ring and AEW since they're owned by a, like there's a difference between oil money and a team and sorry a, a, a family that is owners in the NFL where it's like if 
Yeah, there's the yeah. If you're publicly a public company versus hey, we have oil money. We've been trying to bury uh, how bad yeah, we, we just, are for the environment for hundreds of, or like fifty years now. <laughs> and yeah, exactly. And to distract you with that, we've hired Don Callis and that fucking guy from Team Canada, Scott Demore. Um, yeah. yeah, that's how we'll distract you. I don't remember Jeff Hardy being a heel at all. This is my total dark spot for all wrestling. I was too busy establishing myself as a comedy dime dynamo. So I don't remember these Monday Night Wars. I don't remember Jeff Hardy wearing the tie. I came back to wrestling when a little fellow named Jeff Hardy lost a little title to a man named Sting at a little pay-per-view. Oh, yeah. Called Victory, Victory Road. Road. So here's what happened. Basically, Jeff Hardy Jeff would get Hardy. fucked up every single day. This is the blow uh, yeah. by blow, according to Bischoff. They knew something was wrong. This is the crazy thing. They knew something was wrong. Bischoff did, but he didn't have the power to do anything. He told Dixie Carter, who just blankly stared forward, and then they still went into the ring. It's so wild. <laughs> it's so fucking insane. And Hobson makes this point. All the drug addicts in every single facet of WWE for the last however many years, and this never, ever, ever ever happened in the wwe and if you're looking as far as substance abuse problems like everyone Look from 1980 no further yeah. no i'm just saying the wwe exactly before 1995 yeah and this i got happened. news for you this never even happened with this never happened with hawk who was like a crackhead like like a crackhead who would just leave you know what i mean like it is one of the most fucking crazy because this is the also this is the final match of that pay per view. No. Yeah, because so it ends with Bischoff doing a weird promo to buy time so he can tell Sting, which it's fucking Sting. It's not like this is the crazy part. It's Sting. Know, it's also- not Brock Lesnar or fucking Goldberg or fucking like a Steiner, like a guy who's like, okay, I'll just beat the shit out of this guy because I could. It's Sting who's like, yeah, I work out a bit and I love God. Now I have to like beat up now this have- addict. <laughs> For no, I, have to, I have to touch a sinner? Yeah, exactly. No, it's very bizarre. Um, yeah, it's, it's not a guy who's also, like... Yeah. It's also weird that... Yeah, it is Sting. It's also that he has to beat him up, all that sort of stuff. That He goes to the ring. It's also... like The whole thing is very bizarre. What's also very bizarre is Bischoff does kind of... Def- like Bischoff doesn't defend that it happened in the ring. He's very upset about it. But I'm sure I've heard other people like, what else are you going to do? Someone like Al Snow has been like, well, what do you expect to happen? Yeah, I mean... Everything was always constantly leading there. I mean, like they let, they let like an active drug addict be at the top of their card for this long. Like, kind of what what else are you expecting to happen? The whole Dixie Carter thing. Like, you would be a really fun thing is to do a bunch of episodes on Dixie Carter because she seems like she's fucking crazy. Like, just kind of like I think, I willfully ignorant heiress. Yeah, like I think she's. Ins- I think what it is is it's like. The wrestling business has always been like, we're the crazies. And then it was like, well, you don't know about fucking energy. You don't know energy sector money from the South, fuckos. And it's like, yeah, man. Like, there's a lady, there's a lady who's like pretty established in, or at least was when I started comedy, who's like from money, 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 money. Of course. In uh, the, the person that a friend of ours lived in the house of is that who you're talking about so this lady but this lady like you meet her and it's like oh you've never even had anyone debate when you ask for something they're never like um hey can you have a lobster can you make me a lobster burger 
um, just of like uh, some lobster from the Atlantic Ocean that's like freshly caught. Also, we're in the middle of the country, and they're just also like, like yes, and also you're at a, happen and you're at a Tim Hortons, and it's like, like <laughs> you just made them do that, and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just give them eleven hundred dollars, and you're like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's yeah. what Dixie Carter seems like. Like it Dixie, just yeah, like, Dixie Carter. It, but I asked for it. Appear in wrestling sometimes. Um, well, these people keep. These people keep industries. The weird thing about uh, being—they're a weird version of a patron. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, pursuits like wrestling or weirdly comedy, where it's like there's—you see the guys who are famous and boosted up by like they—they they work through the system in a way that like you can quantify. But then there's a, a lot of other people who you would never hear of who like just are really good at finding rich whales, like essentially like people mm-hmm. like. Much more like what you'd hear about poker games, where it's like there's these underground poker games of people who just like get a bunch of money off some rich dude. Got, I got news for you. What do you think ECW and Smoky Mountain Wrestling were? Jim Cornette got Rick Rubin to give him money. Paul Heyman got his parents and mm-hmm. Tommy Dreamer's parents to pay for them to have a wrestling company. But at least those were good. Like at least we can look at uh, ECW. And TNA like, wow, was there was some shit good. there that was good. TNA was good for a bit. TNA was good until 2000 and until Jerry eight. Jarrett goes to WWE. It was good. Jerry Jarrett goes to WWE and like pretty much around the time Team 3D joins TNA when they get on Spike TV and then it's like, "Oh, now we're going to push Booker T." Yeah, now it's the attitude. Yeah, 2008. Been. Yeah, two that yeah, it's 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 the it's Attitude Era CW Jeff Jarrett, though. Yeah, it's a very weird yeah. time. It's also, again, this is the thing also with Jeff Hardy you really realize, and I think the TNA run really exemplifies this, is that he is very much a great asset if someone can guide him in that basically once him and Matt clean up their acts, both of them get sober-ish. I don't know what the status is right now. Well, Matt gets sober, and he basically re-enters Jeff's life in TNA and basically like Jeff is sober, Matt is sober and they just sort of go into this creative renaissance with Matt doing the thinking and Jeff doing the like being the foil, all of that sort of stuff. And they basically reinvent and re like rehab their images amazingly between sort of the post victory, post victory road to the run up to them re debuting in the WWE in 2017 is one of the most miraculous turnarounds. Cause it basically rewrites all of their history Mm -hmm. in this way of like, you don't really think about the nerd video, even though it was very prominent in internet wrestling circles. You don't really think about the CM Punk feud or any of his other WWE runs. Everyone like will always forever love brother Nero broken Matt Hardy because those fucking matches basically like gave us a new type of wrestling years before we realized we needed it in the coronavirus era. And that yeah. that's sort of what they'll be known for. They, and it's they amazing. created a type of wrestling that was like pandemic proof because basically they wanted to stop or Matt wanted to stop almost killing himself in the ring. Yeah. And Jeff really Jeff, because he sort of looks like a doofus, it worked. And the broken Matt Hardy brother Nero thing is the only thing I've ever seen that everyone went, This is really stupid. And like we hate it to, oh, my God, this is the best thing I've ever seen. It was like the big Lebowski of wrestling angles. Everyone was like, which is fucking crazy. This is the happens, worst, best thing I've it, ever seen. But yeah. when it started, sorry, it's viewed as an extension of Willow, who's like one of the most universally hated characters. This is the crazy thing is that Willow. Yeah. Bananas. 
but Jeff Hardy, I understand, is like it sounds weird, but it's like even the fact that Willow stinks, he needs that because you can't just be Jeff Hardy with your purple hair and your face paint and whatever and the Divas title, whatever. You can yeah, only be that for a certain amount of time before people get super, super tired of it. And even just a dumb thing like Willow, it's like a different thing for a minute. It's true. It also does give a bit of relief, if I'm totally honest, yeah. to the characters. You can just be like, there was that time he was Willow. You know what I mean? It's nice that Midnight Rider. Be- Ever like a lot of top yeah. guys have these things where it's like uh, Juan Cena. You remember when John Cena lost like a loser leaves town match, and Juan Cena started being on house shows. Like you made that up, but yes, I do remember it. It's weird that I remember something you made up. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, <laughs> he becomes Willow, and then eventually uh, drives oh, his brother cool. Matt insane, and Matt goes become to become broken matt hardy we'll talk about that in a future we have no idea when broken matt hardy episode where basically matt hardy be- goes from i don't know if anyone understands what a titanic shift that is he goes from that guy next to jeff yeah he goes from marty no 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 he goes from cock lord of wrestling edge fucked your girlfriend he cucked i fucked your bitch yeah i Fuck your wife. He goes from that to everyone's favorite wrestler. Mm-hmm. Move over, yes, chant. Delete, 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 delete. And like basically Vince McMahon sees it and goes, I want that, and hires everyone from that production staff and Matt Hardy. Yeah. Jeremy Borash, I think, still is at in the Fed. He's one of the like, the last people. He's about to be made Intercontinental Champion. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it becomes. Uh, of course, if you're listening to this, we don't need to explain to you. But um, they have match on the Hardy Compound that is just a movie, and not it's so fun. Yeah, which um, obviously we'll talk about more in the Matt Hardy episode because Matt. And this is another thing. Uh, a credit to Jeff. Matt usurps Jeff as the main Hardy boy. And Jeff is totally fine with it. He beats Matt in a match and um, steal and takes the Hardy name, so he can't even be Jeff Hardy anymore, and bans him from doing any high spots, which is like, basically, I took your gimmick. He it's becomes so Brother fun. Nero, which I didn't know, but Jeff Hardy's middle name is Nero, which is fucking insane. Why would you <laughs> name your kid after a guy who fucking collapsed a fucking empire? Because you know what That's your son's going to get up to. You look and I at your baby Matt Hardy's and be middle like, name. It's not like Caligula. It's more. Yeah. That's it. More That's Nero. Fucking crazy. Matt Moore Hardy, Jeff Nero Hardy. Hey, both uh, of their social security numbers are just 69 all of the times you need to say that. <laughs> What's my son's middle name? Donald Trump. Like, that's insane. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is my daughter. Her name is Sally. Middle name Mussolini. And if you want and if you want to get even weirder about it, Nero was a dude who was uh, the emperor of Rome and then forced everyone to watch his shitty open mic nights, which Jeff Hardy did to us through his wrestling. Yeah. Wait a minute. Then it's, it's the perfect. Yeah. His father had fucking. His father anticipated sight. Willow. Yeah, his dad was like, yeah, more. You're going to want to hear more of Matt's ideas, and you're going to want to fucking set <laughs> Jeff on fire. <laughs> Jeff fucking, Jeff's going to fucking ride his BMX. It's so funny. I love Jeff Hardy, too, where it's like only in wrestling would they not talk about what he is, which is just like he's from the Carolinas, and he loves to fucking ride his goddamn fucking ATV and his BMX. He's just yeah. like a redneck fucking artist. 
Like I guarantee yeah, every painting he has is like a woman sucking her own tits, and he's like, "I'm a pretty good artist." Here she is sucking me off. Here like she I is sucking her he jugs. Count, he counts Bang Bus as yeah. a fucking art film. He's like, they're going somewhere. They're on a journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it and when they ha- when they have a destination. And it is. I also need you to know that they're fucking, so that makes it a French film, is what he says. Mm. And you're like, I don't see, think here's that's the thing. Important part is he sticks his cock in the middle of the pizza, and then they suck him off. So that makes oh it. Oh my a movie. god! <laughs> yeah, I've, never forget, huh? Never forget big sausage pizza. I like that we're leaning into porn now. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what's nice is that porn has now become a symbol of the lib. Is it? Right's going hard incel. I don't know if you're following. I've been following a right wing watch on Twitter. It's a real fun read at the end of the day. Oh, no wild J. stuff. No J. Not even no J. Now no P. No J O I. No P U S S Y. That makes sense though. If your if your whole thing is like uh, we got to work, we got to work fast, we got to wake up and work. It's like of course you haven't jacked off. Fucking left wing guys are like yeah, you're gonna lie down for a while. Yeah, I want. I do. I'm waiting for. Um, wrestling to try and do don the donald trump presidency like all the racial tension because we are because wrestling is usually about 10 years behind on this so we are we got about i would say four to five more years before vince mcmahon is like all right we're making someone that and like and we're gonna do it they're gonna do the donald trump president jeff hardy will portray the character at this well, point, they have that bad guy who's woke now on nxt so i guess we're four years away from bad guy who just won't jack off yeah, we're we're four years away. Can you imagine we're, if Vince McMahon knew about no fat people in 1999? Jesus, Triple H's character would have been no fat. That's what the oh whole my show god, of course, would have been him been, blocking and, the television. And all and by the way, you couldn't hear the crowd over Vince McMahon laughing. Like Vince McMahon, he doesn't wait touch a minute. Ah, ah, they don't nut. Ah, yeah. Okay, so John, after Brother Best- Nero. They have oh. a bunch of matches. They blah, basically blah, blah. Become- also we should mention in between Brother Nero and or sorry in between Willow and um, his low point uh, at what he says in life the Sting mm-hmm. match. Jeff Hardy <laughs> is still in the title picture and he wrestles aces and eights a bunch. So yeah, oh yeah, he doesn't leave the company. Like they're literally like, hey, could you not do that again? And he goes, I don't agree to that. And they're like. You know how to negotiate. I want you to know you're really good at negotiating. <laughs> it's really funny that TNA is like almost a case study and like, let's do a experiment. We have a bunch of money and people say they really want to be this thing called professional wrestler. Let's still have a bunch of money, but make them learn that their dreams are dumb. Yeah. How do we that's do that? that Everyone's in a faction. And um, I think that's and one what, thing. It, that, you know what it, TNA basically proves? What is it you can you can get pretty far if you're confident and just go with your first idea. Like the TNA under Dixie Carter and Vince Russo is you can tell the only person that then showed up with a thought out idea was fucking Matt Hardy with broken Matt Hardy. But like we're doing aces and eights. It's sons of anarchy, but it's wrestling. That's really good. Who's it going to be? Don't need to know that. We'll figure it out later. It's like, no, you should probably know. It's like, nah, you should probably shut up. Like, it's just like, yeah. why? Who's in Aces and Eights? Uh, you remember how about five years ago we had a chance to basically sign a mixture of um, intercontinental champions who are about to go and guys who were world champions in WWE? Well, now they um, don't. we don't have that. So it's just a bunch of guys they released who no one cares about. Yeah, and Devon Dudley. Devon Dudley is in our biker gang, and we're pushing Bubba Ray because he's doing great, but no one knows. And if 
you turn the channel without context, you'd be like, Bubba Ray's the champion? Yeah, you'd be like, wait. Also, anytime he appeared on a podcast to sort of promote the company, he talked about strip clubs in a way where you're like, you just go there to think, Bubba. Don't like that. Yeah, Don't like, like that us, at all. Not like us talking about porn all the time. No. Uh, we don't talk about it any other time except with each other or with all of our friends, so we're fine. Honestly, I only talk about porn on this show. <laughs> yeah. I never vocalize an opinion about it. Of course. Other than I'm like, wait a minute, people are listening and I'll be judged by these words? Let's talk about pornography and not broad like m- the minutia of john what's your favorite thing about jeff hardy in the tna years brother nero yeah i mean that's easy worst yeah worst part he almost died <laughs> yeah i disagree I, i'm gonna say the worst part would be him uh singing along to his theme song as he walked to the ring that is worse than the sting match i'm saying it there we go yeah discussion over i think if tna proves one thing it is that you need an editor because you get the brother Nero stuff, which is great. But mm-hmm. then you also get, Hey, I have a band. Let my band be on the show too. And just some guy who is checking his phone being like, yeah, I, have you seen these things? It's called a Blackberry. Anyway, I'll be looking at this and just yeah. do whatever you want. Yeah. 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 It, it doesn't have snake on it. So like, I still have my Nokia, but it's pretty cool. Like I can get an email. <laughs> Like just one of those guys. Know, you can see this. I got a fucking email about that's fucking crazy. Yeah. What'd you say? You want to be a band? I don't know. Be a one man band. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Be fucking Heath Slater. You'll get it yeah. in 20 years. You'll get it. Hey, whatever. I like, by the way, all our tertiary wrestling characters have an ability to have foresight. Like they're able to see time not as a linear thing, but as a plane that they can view everything because they exactly. always know about things in the future. It's very interesting. Well, it's because of their imagination. Mm. also that is a very fun way to be creative just say a word annoying bam that's J- big jeff hardy thing imagination i split it up into three I, words shut the fuck Aren't up I a genius? Fuck you. all right what the fuck is next week you want to start you want to do an episode on dixie carter yeah let's do an episode on dixie carter let's do an episode on fucking dixie carter all right that's next week Join us on Patreon, patreon.com backslash wrestler review. We'll have a chat episode where we're talking about Cody Rhodes and a bunch of other shit, just like every other fucking dog fucking wrestling shit podcast run by fucking pervs. And then we're going to talk about fucking rough porn. That's right. Bow, wow, wow. Mm, Yeah. Oh, the type of stuff that's filled with a phone that's not on. (laughs) Oh. Just audio. Oh, no. I I don't like that. audio. I'm turning this off. Mm, yeah, I just want phone calls. That's what I'm down to. No, oh, yeah. Give me a picture of a lady that's not in it and then a phone call. That's what I like.